You are listening to Mountain Bike Radio. Hello and welcome to the Landeron 100 coverage. Uh, we got a lot of stuff for this and we plan to break it up over two episodes so you don't have one long, gigantic two-hour recording. Uh, we have had the opportunity to come out to Stillwater, Oklahoma and do the Land Run 100. If you're curious and you wanted to go ahead and pull it up right now, you can go to www.landrun100.com or on Facebook, it's just facebook.com slash landrun100. There's no dashes or dots or anything fancy in any of it. Um, so with that said, we have a bunch of good stuff. We've recorded with a couple of different people and... Uh, the first thing that you're going to hear is our pre-race stuff with Bobby um, and the race director and owner of District Bicycles. The co-owner and co-director, it, him and his wife, are a fantabulous duo that we were able to meet. Uh, they are both highly motivated and um, I don't know even the right way to put it. Like their enthusiasm is contagious, so. Uh, stay tuned and stick around. You're going to hear some really fun stuff. Hi, and welcome to the Land Run 100. We are here with Bobby Wentel, the race director of the Land Run 100 and also the owner of District Bicycles here in Stillwater, Oklahoma. Uh, we have come out to do his race. Unfortunately, it is raining. A, or fortunately. A tiny bit. Um, <laughs> so tomorrow is going to be... A very interesting day, and I'm sure we'll have lots of good post-race stories from people. Um, but what I want Bobby to do now is kind of tell us what we have going on tomorrow, and, and maybe even what's going on tonight. I mean, you have kind of a zoo here. Yeah, we do. We do. So we're all in the bike shop. Uh, we're all huddled together because it is lightly raining outside. I think that it's going to be pretty phenomenal tomorrow. It uh, does look nice tomorrow. These roads these roads can handle this, you know, and uh, the more importantly, I know that the riders can handle a little <laughs> bit of, of damp roads and persevere. I like the attrition. I think that we have 575 of the best people, period, at this race this weekend, and so um, that's what we're, we're at right now. We, we capped at 500 um, in November, and we sold out in two and a half weeks. And uh, my wife, Crystal, and I own the shop together, so we, we co-own the shop together and co-direct co the, the race together. And yeah, Crystal and I have just been blown away by the response and the growth, and it's been phenomenal. Yeah, when I pulled up and like walked around the... So I came up on, I guess that's uh, South Husband Street? Yeah, South Husband right? Street, yeah. And We're on the I, corner of 7th and Husband uh, District Bicycles. Yeah, so I rounded the corner, and there was like an expo going on and I'm like wow this is really serious yeah like, so okay yeah so sorry I kind of trailed off I do that from time to time so anyway tonight we've got Kuat Racks um, who sponsored the party that's going on right now um, packet pickup start at 4pm everybody from all over the country started rolling in we've got people from Wisconsin that got here last night people from uh, Michigan that got here last night we have a couple the farthest that's traveled is a couple um, Dorothy and her husband from Newberry Park California 1,400 miles on the west side of L.A. They started driving yesterday. It's their one-year wedding anniversary, and this is their way to celebrate that. That's uh, cool. the, you better, no pressure. You better deliver. <laughs> I, I promise that these roads, wet or dry, will <laughs> deliver. So tonight, we've got the registration party going. We've got Iron Monk Brewery, which is a brand-new brewing company here in Stillwater. We've never had a brewing uh, a brewery here in town. There are lots of them. That, that is our, and then it's the air compressor. our air compressor. 
gonna go off in just a second. <laughs> this is what makes us good. Yes. Like, have you, do you ever listen to our show? I haven't in so long. We have like walking dogs, good, like good, fighting good. cats. So uh, typing. Yeah, I need typing. to like type yes. right now. You can see like on the screen. It's I'm taking multiple drinks of beer as we speak. What we'll probably do is edit like leave a comical amount of this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's gonna go away here in just a second. I promise. So as you can tell, we are in a working bicycle shop now. We this are is back from break. Someone just got a new set of tubeless tires mounted. Yes. Uh, uh, so anyway, yeah, we've got the, the Kuat registration party happening right now with free beer. So we have actually six kegs on tap outside uh, in the middle. Not outside, but right in the middle of the bike shop. We have uh, the Stillwater Brewers Club, uh, which meets here every... every uh, Third Tuesday of the month that we have the Stillwater Brewers Club that has their meeting, their, their monthly meetings at the shop, and so they're pouring, and they also brought two home brews. Uh, the double IPA that they brewed went in about 15 minutes. Yep. <laughs> um, yes, let's see. So tonight we're going to have the writers' meeting here in just a minute at 6 o'clock, and then we're going to disperse and let everybody just go and and uh, get, get their things ready for tomorrow morning. And then, yeah, tomorrow morning we have a registration rider pickup at 6 in the morning, and the ride leaves at 8 a.m. sharp. And That's nice, and thank you for not making the race start at, like, 6.30 or 7. Welcome. Or something ridiculous like that. You're welcome. I think 8 a.m. for 100 miles is, like, perfect, right? It is. It's perfect. Especially this time of year. It's not like it's going to be 100 tomorrow. Degrees. Yeah, not at all, yeah. Know, so, um, 68 is, like, the high right now, I think. That's going to be, be cool. Perfect. Pretty nice. So as the race goes on, the roads will probably just get drier and nicer and more rewarding, so it'll probably be a great time. Yeah, um, persevere. If it, if it feels bad, so I'm telling you this post-race, I'm telling you this as a rider, hopefully listening to this podcast, like, get through it. And I, I bet you're thinking right now, like, okay, I got I got through it and it was worth it. So hopefully you're thinking that. Um, so as far as tomorrow goes, I've seen the pictures that you guys have been putting up. Oh, oh I kicked over a beer bottle. Yeah, yeah putting up on Instagram. Recycling. Recycling. Yeah. Um, what is your? What should people expect? I mean, it all looks like rolling hills. There's not any substantial climbs or anything here, is there? There, there are no like sustained climbs, right? Uh, we have tons of great rollers. The roads are just beautiful. It's almost like a collaboration of a lot of minimum maintenance view roads. So we have a ton of of. Uh, Red dirt, not gravel roads that when it does rain or something like this, you know, the college kids, the high school kids, they go out and they, they mud. Oh, boy. And so it's like stay in the rut. If you get in the rut, you stay in the rut. Commit to the <laughs> yeah, rut. Commit. And so yep. um, it's, gonna, it's, it's going to be very consistent rollers, and um, it, it's going to be really rewarding those people that can, that can kind of power through and, and coast out and power through and coast out. Um, we have a secret road. And since this is going to air after the ride, obviously, because it's tomorrow morning, uh, twenty mile at mile 22.2, we have a road that has not been driven by a vehicle in decades. Wow. That we got access to from the county. We had to go to a county commissioner's meeting. Um, there are gates on each side of it. There are cattle that are walked back and forth, and it's a three-mile section. Uh, this three-mile section turns into single track. It turns into a cattle path, and then it drops us into a creek bed. That's the dismount. It is the dismount area. It is highly recommended. It is not mandatory. Okay, so so there's no one there, like, slapping you on the wrist. There will be someone there to monitor, but there will be no one there telling you what to do, by all means. So they're there to call if you you, uh, are daring, but not... If you dismount the 
the wrong way. The right. hard dismount. <laughs> the the un- hard dismount. The yeah. unplanned dismount. That's probably going to happen, I'm sure. Um, we, we drop them down into the bottom of the creek bed where a bridge used to be. All the bridge pieces are now at the bottom of the creek bed, and we have gone out and spent hours and hours and hours, and we built a 20-foot staircase to get people out of the creek bed. Oh, that was nice of you. And the trophies that we're giving out tomorrow night are the remnants of the staircase. Of the cutouts from the rise over run. Oh, cool. So, um, we're really, really excited about it. No one out here, besides the people that marked the course or helped from here in town, know about it. And, uh, gotten lots of questions about the dismount area. And I haven't told anybody a word. I won't. We'll, 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 we won't. That will be, well, I mean, yeah, you're right. We won't even give this over to Ben until probably Monday, Sunday or Monday. So, it'll ben, just come out next week. Ben and I and GT got to hang out at Frostbike a couple weeks ago and just had a great time together. We were both really um, scattered and all over and talking with people and stuff like that. So, anyway, but had a great time with Ben. So, Ben, shout out to you, brother. Like, had a great time. Wish we could have actually spent more time together. You get Ben. Minions this week. Yes, and so. I love it. Minions. Thank you guys Binions, so much yeah. for coming and being your mountain bike radio is uh, super amazing. And I do I do listen to the Trans Iowa radio every single year and, cool. and I just love the things that you guys are doing. And had a great time on the podcast with Ben, so anyway, I digress. This is good. It's great. Um, well, is there anything else you want to cover that would be like good pre race stuff or do you want us to catch up with you tomorrow after the race? Yeah, if yeah. we can like lasso you and make you sit yeah, still for no, a No, we're gonna do that for sure. So I just want to say that this race is fully happening because of the community. It is, it, is, it is not some entity that puts this on. It is not something that, that fully gets to focus on this race. It's literally my wife and I, the shop, our employees, um, Austin and Kurt and Tyler, and all of our still our gravel grinder guys. And everyone else right there in the in the core group of, of people who are in the shop almost every day. Um, without this pe- without this community and these people, Land Run wouldn't exist, and we wouldn't even be able to come close to taking care of 570 people. Like this is insane. We had no idea. How many did you have? have has it been over the past two years? Um, yes. Yeah, so how, how did it grow? First year we we opened up, which was amazing to me. Still, we had 121 riders. Um, Second year, we grew to 283. It took us five months to get there. Uh, open registration, no cap. And then uh, this year, in, in two and a half weeks, we sold out 500 spots. And then I've, uh, I've let people in and also taken up spots. And we're still at 575 with people dropping out and adding back in. So no idea what holds the future. We, we really want to keep a rein on things and make sure that each person that comes in here has an incredible experience and walks away thinking... I did something that I didn't think I could do. It was incredibly hard. I pushed myself. It was beautiful. I drank incredible beer. I had awesome food. I listened to amazing live music. All that's happening tomorrow. We can talk about that tomorrow. But, uh, yeah, we're shutting down the streets downtown. We're having a huge block party. We've invited the entire community, everyone in the state, and every bike shop has been talking about it from what I've heard, which is really, really humbling to me. And uh, we've got great bluegrass music. Um, we have all Oklahoma beer on tap at the beer garden tomorrow night. Eight taps on tap out Ooh, of the girl. The, the <laughs> I'm gonna get wasted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's gonna happen. Um, and then um, let's see. That's pretty much it. <laughs> Block party tomorrow night. Eight food trucks. Eight beers on tap. Four live bands. Um, and uh, hopefully we're just gonna have a huge. Block party and uh, Trek Bicycles is here. They've got their their vendor space outside. American Classic Wheels are here. 
Um, I have to give a shout out to Trek. Uh, they, they came to us and said, we absolutely want to be a part of this. How can we help? What can we do? We have reps here from Salsa and Surly. Um, outside right now drinking beer. Um, we just want to thank all of our sponsors. We want to thank Boo Bicycles. Boo Bicycles, the bamboo bike company from Fort Collins, Colorado, has been here since Tuesday. And we've done a clinic with them last night. We did a group ride with them on Wednesday. They're amazing dudes. They've been camping out in their bus wow. downtown. They got woke up by the sheriff the other night because I had them park in the parking oh, space. Oh, no. <laughs> or not the other night. It was in the morning. Uh, so Nick and Adam and Ben and Jake from Blue Bicycles, thank you guys so much for coming. Did and anyone bring a tandem? Like, did any of the, like, Trek or Salsa, did they bring a tandem? Did Salsa bring a tandem? Sal- Salsa gave Crystal and I a tandem, a prototype tandem of the Fargo um, a year and a half ago. We and should we, do this on a tandem sometime. Yes, you should. You we should can, do it tomorrow You guys can do it tomorrow on the tandem if you want. Um, it, I need to go get the handlebars for the rear, but it's we'll pretty much ready to go. It's a large, small. It's too big for me, but we did the Dirty Kansas 200 on that last year. Oh, man. Uh, and Crystal and I did it, yeah, 15 hours want, and 47 minutes. Hold on, we, we need to no. wrap this up before we yeah. get into Because <laughs> yeah, this that. is getting serious. Okay, uh. okay, but anyway, uh, <laughs> incredible Ooh. sponsors. Um, Invisible Window, Hank Pantier has built our website. He's uh, out of Erie, Colorado. Thank you, Hank. Um, I want to just try and catch everybody if I can. Um, Salsa Cycles has come on. Uh, Kid Reamer and I are good friends. Thank you, Kid, for the, the swag box that you sent my way. Um, and Kuat Racks, they're incredible. They've been a part of this every year. Black Mesa Brewing Co. is going to be on two unidentified locations pouring beers for riders. Whoop, all town. right. Um, so Black Mesa's been with us since day one, and uh, we have an incredible relationship with those guys. So that's pretty much it, I think. Sweet. We're going to have a huge I'm excited. race tomorrow. I'm, I'm, Great. I'm stoked. Roll. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Hey, we are here oh, at wait, the Land on. Run Recap. We are with Nate. What's your last name? Nate Beams. Nate Beams. Where are you from? I live in Fort Collins, Colorado. Okay. And I'm here racing with the American Classic presented by Bicycle Exchange Gravel Team. All right. How did today go for you? Uh, it was a pretty crazy day out there. Um, you know, we had heavy rains last night, and that combined with lots of red clay roads turned into lots of peanut butter mud out there. Put you in a, a spot of bother, maybe? <laughs> yeah, yeah it'd be a bit of an understatement. Uh, first 20 miles was a lot, a lot of running. Um, after that, we were lucky enough to have some sunshine and wind, and the roads actually dried out pretty quickly once that happened. And then we were able to, we lost a lot of time early on, but we were able to get rolling really fast after that and make a lot of that up. So that was fun. Yeah, you passed us. Okay. I think going. Yeah. You were talking, and I guess maybe you were talking on. A, did I was you have talking a phone? on a phone. Okay. Yeah. And there was the split. You went the wrong way for a second. I did. And, and like, we yelled at you, but you couldn't, didn't hear us because <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, and then I realized I went the wrong way. That was pretty stupid. <laughs> so you came back past like Pelin with anger, didn't you? Yeah. I saw it in I your was body. Mad at myself. You're just like for drilling it when you came by. Yeah. I was like, oh my god, this guy is. <laughs> he punished that bike for clogging up with mud and everything for the first 20 miles. Uh, what uh? So what bike were you riding? What made so, your bike maybe less than ideal for today's conditions? Early on in the race, yeah, it's not a really a mud bike, but it is on dry roads. It's a super super fast bike. It's the felt. It's a new felt F1 PR. Yeah, you can fit up on dry on a dry race. I would have run a 35 mil tire on it. A slick or a like uh, a file tread? Like a file tread. Okay. 
Um, and for those of you that aren't hit with Phelps lineup, the PR stands for Perry Roubaix. Uh, due to some new UCI rules, if you race a bike, it, the bike has to be sold. So that they make like a 54, 56, 58, maybe a 60? 61. Okay. That's what I'm 58, like, which 61. I'm happy about. Yeah. Um, and that overly opens it up to us as the general public to get yeah. something that's really a, a cool bike. Uh, so you run 35s in the dry. On a dry race, yeah. And Today that, we were on 33s. Okay. And uh, you have a slightly more clearance that way. So what was your biggest limiting thing? Was it traction or was it just it wasn't the, the traction, mud? It was just mud. The mud clogged up in everything. Yeah. And even, you know, really everybody even on normal cross bikes and mountain bikes was also running a lot. Yeah. The yeah. first 20. I mean, there was some stuff that they could ride, but overall it was, you know, it didn't matter what bike you were on. You were cleaning a lot of peanut butter mud and doing a lot of walking and running. Yeah. And if My shoulders careful. are really bruised now from a shoulder bike for that long. And Cyclists are not exactly uh, built for carrying stuff. <laughs> There's no. lots and lots of broken derailers today. So I that was saw another a big lot. Thing. That's also, that was also even some stuff that I could have ridden, I actually just ran instead because of the number of broken derailers. <laughs> so. Yeah, you had to be very conscious about yeah. when you and shifted. And I was actually careful. I was cleaning my drivetrain, and I was like cleaning the bike as I was carrying it. Yep, so I kept seeing people, like, getting a stick and cleaning their yeah. bike out, and they would throw their stick down. I actually kept a stick in my yeah, pocket. I so kept I could, my like, stick in my shorts. You were, like, sharpening a, like, you that made a, a shank. Paint, that was a paint mixer. It's really good for cleaning my out. You were, like, sharpening <laughs> you were that on the start line. You were, well, like, I was you unprepared because I was doing that on the start line. But. <laughs> <laughs> so, you knew what you were in for. Do you yeah. ever race a cross bike for when it's nasty or, like, or mm. if you had known that it was going to be like this, yeah. would you have brought, I'm assuming you have a cross bike or yeah. some more. If uh, I had known it was, at, this is so unusual to have that kind of mud. Yeah. Because even, even like gravel, if it's like gravel roads and it's wet, it's it doesn't turn slimy. into that type of mud. It just or if there may be silk. short sections of mud, so then it's worth, then it's still worth having the faster bike. If I have to run 100 meters every now and then, that's fine. I can make that time up easily. It's just when it's miles and miles of slick red clay. That's but that just yeah. doesn't happen very often. I think that's unique to these it to is. these hills. When <laughs> when we first entered that section and I saw that pickup truck in the ditch, I was yeah. like, "This is going to be a long." I ride. was behind that. I was watching that pickup truck. Or there was, or yeah, there was one in the ditch, and then there was another one like on the course, like sliding around trying to make it up the hill. Oh my gosh! <laughs> no, I didn't see that one. I just meant like yeah, that red. One I that saw was, like, that too. It was abandoned. Yeah, it was way that. in the ditch. It like pretty, it was so it was far ominous. down in there. <laughs> and I, I can't imagine. I don't know if it's better for for that dude to like try to get it out while it's still wet. Because it seemed like once it baked, it gets dried in there. Yeah, like that stuff that was yeah. baked was just hard. They're gonna need a tow truck or a truck with a winch on it or something. Yeah, man, I'm just gonna snatch it out. My buddy's got a truck with forties. <laughs> Tell you what. <laughs> so what's uh, what's next? Are you doing Dirty Townsend? Yeah, that's the plan. I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah, Should be a lot of fun. You'll probably finish in about the time I finish in today. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Today was my first ever organized gravel race. I mean, I've done tons, oh, yeah. of, tons and tons of riding on gravel and stuff, and lots yeah. of road racing. I just haven't really done. But so this is my first experience with this kind of event. Oh yeah, and if it, you've done if you've done road racing, you'll be good. Like Dirty Conza, if you're if you're comfortable with that mass start, like two oh, yeah. two fast pace lines down the gravel, yeah. like you're you're golden. Yeah, I race so I race road with the Elevate cycling team out of Texas, um, cool. so we do go and do a lot of NRC races and stuff. Nice, you got the motor. <laughs> well, hopefully, yeah. 
I'm good at the long, kind of long grinding kind of stuff. Not kind of a, not a crit guy. Not so much. They're, they can be fun, but I'm not the fastest crit writer. <laughs> well, cool. Well, um, once we get wrapped up here, maybe what we can do is get your contact info and uh, do a quick uh, Kanza post interview. We can do it over Skype. Um, sure. Yeah, that'd be great. I told you you have a, a voice for radio. I'm pretty, <laughs> yeah, he does. Pretty uh, jealous. I was going to say that too. <laughs> like I went and like I was like, hey, I went and he's like. I'm nerd. And I was like, oh man, you have to come. <laughs> well, thank, thanks for having me. This is a lot of fun. And you got second or third? Second in the age group. Age, so yeah, that was under 39. 30. Under 39. I was fourth overall. Nice. You got like it. hauled ass from back where we were to get <laughs> to fourth overall. Thanks. Yeah. That's awesome. All right, good job. All right, thank you all. So we are here with Thomas. What's your last name? Adam. Thomas Adams, a man with two first names. Um, and <laughs> Maybe if you want to go more, my middle name's Dale, so it's like Thomas Dale super Adams. American. TDA. All right. So we're here with Thomas, and he raced the Land Run 100 today on what is arguably the least understandable bicycle that I saw all day. A fixed-gear uh, fat bike? Uh, this, the, <laughs> least, the, one I, the least understandable I saw. Um, that, that would be... That would be the least understandable. Um, so, Thomas raced today on... Well, you tell us what your bike is and uh, how it's set it's up. It's a Surly Steamroller. It's a. It's just a fixed-gear bike. I have a 35 in the back and 32 in the front, and I have no brakes on the bike, so... Oh, my gosh. I, I finally clipped, like got some clips to <laughs> be able to clip in, and like I, I started that last week. I've fallen over... <laughs> so many times. Just trying Did you to get fall used over to today it. in the mud? I have I fell over like ten times today. It's absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. The mud was crazy. Uh, so what was your gear? Uh, I had a forty six in front and seventeen in the back. Oh my god. That is so man sized. Like that is just like <laughs> that is like ungodly. I couldn't imagine riding a forty six seventeen all day. So you rode a forty six seventeen fixed without brakes. Uh, I know how the first 20 miles went. It was awful. Um, I think you passed me somewhere around mile like 15 or 20. You were riding because uh, you didn't have any any brakes to clog up. You didn't have any derailers to rip off. You didn't have anything that could go wrong except for just the whole get up, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but it seems like later on in the race, things must have gotten, you know, they did dry out, as uh, Nate was saying. And, and it seems like you were able to turn it and kind of go fast. Yeah, um... Right there before the halfway point, like um, I was telling a few of my friends, like I had some somebody pull me in. Like there was no way, like I was feeling just so out of it. Like I, I didn't know if I would even be able to finish. And like I mean, I've been training on this for a while, and like I'm training for a DK on it. And are you gonna race Dirty Kanza on the steamroller? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to be the second person that's ever done it, and I want to like beat the other guy's time. Um, Awesome. We'll see. But that I mean, that's today was any foreshadowing. I, I mean, I felt like crap afterwards. So you did it right then. I mean, that's that's really what it comes down to. Uh, so you got 14th overall. Yeah, that's nice. I mean, that's what the papers tell me. So nice. I, I so can't what really was your um, what was your finish time? Um, you know, I'm not really sure. Um, no computer on the bike. Yeah, no, no. I just I followed the person in front of me, and I would turn at the stakes, and 
If there is always somebody in front of me, then I knew that. You I could would, follow like, the tire tracks. Try too, to catch that, them. That kind of helps. Oh, just try to yeah. catch whoever's in front of me. Well, it's a good strategy. And I knew, I mean, I'm, I'm from here, so it's like I know these roads. Yeah. And oh, okay. as soon as we got to like the second half, I mean, that's all the same stuff that we ride like every week. And, um, especially there at the end, like the last turn, we raced that every Wednesday, and like my whole body just kind of just felt so at ease there at the end. And like, I mean, at the finish line, I lost my shit because I've my longest ride before that was like 60 miles. So, nice. And I've never, never done 100 miles. But you have now. Now you've done like 107 <laughs> or 500. It came up, well, what was it? It was, it was like 106. Yeah, because that when it, the detour took a tiny bit out of the mileage, I think. So, but yeah, you did over 100 miles a day. Um, you beat, so 575 people were registered. And if you got 14th overall, um, when I was checking results, only 85 had finished the full. So that's pretty... I mean, there was an extremely high rate of attrition, which you overcame number one, and then out of those people that were finishing, were all pretty legit, and you beat most of them. So, I mean, I think you're too legit to quit. You're on track <laughs> to do really good things at, at uh, DK 200. So, I think that's a, a really good sign. We'll I mean. see, but like the conditions and how they were today, like, like that was character building. Really lucked out. Like, <laughs> so many fast people, and, like I remember just. Especially in the muddy part, like I, I walked over to a tree and like just pulled branches off and was like trying to like wipe my bike down, even though it didn't really do me good. Like, I still got clogged up, and there were times when I ride, I couldn't even pedal because like, it was just so it was so heavy. What kind of tires do you have on there? Uh, cross tires. Cross uh, tires. Okay. Uh, Nobby ones. He doesn't. Know. He doesn't yeah, care. Yeah. He's just knobby. Well, I didn't know maybe you had like slick or file tread or you know if you. Like cram the largest tire into the frame that you could, or. I mean, I thought that's what we did at first, but then um, Bobby the other day gave me, like, I had 32s, and he gave me a, a 35 for the rear, and said that I would get like better rolling speed, which. Oh, okay. I guess today, like that, I mean, it, it worked really well. Well, good. That's great. Well, cool. I hope yeah. things go well for you between now and the uh, the the DK200, y'all have a really great place to train for. I mean, if you can ride here all the time, I wouldn't say you have an unfair advantage, but you have a unique advantage, to say the least, so uh, I'm sure it'll go well for you. Um, like I told Nate, uh, I can send you an email, and maybe we can check in afterwards. Uh, I'm sure that that would be, you know, a fun time because if you succeed in finishing, even, that's you know, cool. If you beat the other guy's time, that's even cooler, and even if you try, that's something that... What's the time you're looking to beat? Uh, I don't know. There's only (laughs) one guy. I've talked to Leland Danes, and we talked to Tim Cummings, but they, uh, whenever we were talking to them, it was late at night, and he didn't have the log right in front of him, but they have a lot of faith in me. Do you know the guy's name? I don't know. Oh, okay. I was going to say, you could just Google that I mean, guy. He's a badass. Just a, a badass. I'm sure there's just an asterisk that says, badass mofo. <laughs> like, you could just, you can Google DK results, uh, fixed gear motherfucker, and like, it has to come up. And if it doesn't, then I don't, they need to rewrite that year's results. So, um, All right, man. Well, good luck. Well, good job today. No, thank you, Thomas. Uh, like I said, after we get done here, I'll get, send you an email, and uh, we'll kind of check in with you from time to time. We can just do some stuff over Skype. And, uh, Absolutely talk with you again so cool thanks again and great job today okay hey so we're here doing the land run recap and we're with bryce what's your last name hilton bryce hilton and he did something pretty cool today you you kind of won 
Like overall, right? Yep. Like yep. you were the first person to cross the finish line today. How long did that take? Um, I believe it was seven hours and fifty-three minutes. Okay. Wow. Uh, what kind of bike were you riding? Uh, I'm on a specialized cross. You're not. You're not on no. a special gravel grinder bike. No, I've had that bike since I graduated high school. I think I've probably been riding that for about four years now. I was about to say that was probably two years ago. I mean, you're younger than me, and that's hard to do. So, um, so what? What was the setup? Is it rim brake or disc brake? Rim brake. Well, if it's four years old, rim yeah, brakes. it's rim brake. Um, um, I put some Force 22, a Force 22 group on there. Okay. And uh, a couple months ago, I got a SRAM cork, a power tap, um, yeah. so I could start training with power and okay. really cool. try to start getting results. Yeah, and uh, you got some results today. Um, you said that you've been being coached by Drew Etzel for how long now? Yeah, um, we started at the end of December, so it's been a little over three months that I've been working with him. And it seems to be working? It's going very well. Um, he's... He's a great guy to work with and gives a lot of good advice. And it seems like you're following it, you know. Uh, if you're coached and you're coached and told to do something and you don't do it, well, then you're just wasting everyone's time. But obviously sure. you're not wasting people's time. You're you're Old crushing money. dreams today. <laughs> crushing dreams. <laughs> crushing dreams. So what was your – did you do uh, – understand that – or I was out there, so I saw it. A lot of people were having, you know, catastrophic mechanicals. They were ripping off derailers. Uh, were you running a bunch or were you cleaning a bunch or a combination? Like what was your tactic to get through that first Strategy. 25 miles? Uh, I mean, I – early on, actually about nine miles in when it started to get sloppy, um, my derailleur cable ripped out. And so that was that was the first thing that happened. And from there, I thought my race was over. Uh, and my friend lent me a multi-tool, um, just tied the cable to the top tube or to the um, stem, and then ran in the set screw so that I would have a somewhat manageable gear and took back off. And then uh, it got really sloppy. I don't know how far it was, but I'd say for about an hour, majority of the time was off the bike, um, hiking. I'd probably clean my bike off six or seven times just trying to scrape mud off so the wheels would roll. Um, and you know, I'd roll the bike if I could. But were you I'd still, like going through the mud, were you in the lead that whole time? I, I was, there were a lot of people in front of me. I don't know how far back I was, but there were, I, uh, well, I had the mechanical one. I was with the lead crew group when that happened, and then they all left. Took me some time. I had to wait for my friend, and then I got that tool. Um, it, it just it took some time, so I was passed by a good amount of people, especially that early in the race. There were a lot of people that came through. So did you then have like a two-speed? Were you able to shift the front yeah, still? Yeah. So I was able to go big ring, small ring in the front uh, to try to manage the hills, and then going down, I could shift to the big ring. So you won today on a bike with pretty much two speeds. Yeah. <laughs> if you guys could see know. the face he just made, the face he just made is like the shit eating his grin. He's like, yeah, I did. Yeah, son. Eat it. Oh, that is great. That is great. You crushed dreams today on a bike with two gears. That is amazing. Oh. And I mean, it, it felt somewhat normal for about two years of single speed's all I had. So. You know, I've always really liked riding single speed, and I got gears just so I could compete. And, you know, single speed has its challenges, but um, I, th I think it helped having 
done single speed a decent amount, just used to grinding and trying to push through. Being used to like that low cadence climbing out of the saddle and everything. Exactly. Exactly. Nice. Very nice. Good job, man. Thank you. Very good. I, uh, did you have aero bars on your bike? No. (laughs) (laughs) That grin there, dude. No, I don't need that shit. One, I don't need aero bars. Did you know, like, when you got out, when you were in front, like, did you know that you were in the lead? I or? wasn't in, in front until probably five miles to the finish line. Oh, wow. Is when I, well, it might have even been later than that that um, I ran down the guy that was in front. And did you was, swamp through him, or did you have to, like, cat and mouth a little bit? No, after, after the halfway point, I just kind of started catching people, and I was riding by myself and catching people, and... It got to the point where I only saw two tire tracks, and so I figured there were two people in front of me. And I caught one of the guys who probably seven or eight miles to go, and we could see the first place guy, which at that time I didn't really know. I thought he was probably in first, but I didn't know if there were more people up there or not. Um, and I got up to him, and he was like, hey, if you work with me, you know, can we catch that guy up there and try to make a move? So... I rode with him, and we probably caught the guy that was in first with roughly two miles to go. Wow. And then we were all riding together, and everyone was just kind of looking at each other, rolling in on the pavement. Well, please I was tell me you just, like, please tell me at, like, two corners ago, you just attacked like hell. Well, and I, I wasn't sure where the finish line was. I knew I was close. So, um, when we rounded the corner and I saw the finish line, I just stood up, put my head down, and... Sprinted. Sprinted yeah. with your, your two years. Yeah. You put yeah. It in, when did you put it in the big ring for the last time? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, did you ride all the pavement in the big ring, probably? I'd, I'd say so, yeah. I, I would have had to have. And the other two guys were hurting pretty bad, I could tell. Um, Feeding off you know, their misery a and, little bit? Yeah, and the guy out front was just trying to keep his lead till the finish, so he was working pretty hard when... Me and the guy behind him were trading poles. Um, that so. that kind of like crushes your soul a little bit when you yeah. when you're in the lead and then like people you come up behind your you and you're like, oh no. Yeah. Well, great. Well, Good I'm job, really glad, man. Um, I'm not. I didn't win, obviously, but I'm kind of glad that you did because you have such a cool. Like you have a great story. Like, well, I ripped my derailleur cable out, but I ended up like. Tying it to my bike, making my bike kind of work as a two-speed, and then I won. Like, you know, you just kind of, like, toss that in at the end of the story. So Are you is... doing Dirty Concept? Um, I've done it in the past. Uh, I'm not signed up for it this year. I'm wanting to do some more mountain bike races, yeah. and I've got a couple in June. So cool. want to be fresh for those, and All right. Concept tends to tear you apart. So. Yeah, it does. All right, well, good luck in the future. Thanks for stopping by. Thank you. Cool, thank you. And thank you for listening to the first episode of the Land Run 100 coverage. We will have another episode coming up that will have a final recap from both myself and Andrea, as well as a final interview with Bobby, the race director. And during that final interview, the guy that finishes DFL rolls in and gives the best race experience that you can ever hear so you'll have to listen to the second one to catch that and it'll be coming up soon thanks guys